Hey guys, it's Sarah. I just wanted to let you know that I think some little fingers in my house turned up the echo on my microphone and I didn't notice. So this recording sounds like I'm kind of potting from the inside of a tunnel. I apologize, but we still wanted to post it because we had so much fun recording today. I'm really sorry. It won't happen again. Thank you for your patience. Love you guys. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at hopelessnottruthlesspod and talk to us there. You know how it was my birthday a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago now? Yeah. One of the gifts that my dad got me was a dvd set of season five of the office which is super super sweet because he knows how much i love the show like that's like probably my favorite show in the world ever yeah um i was very confused when i opened it because like i don't have a dvd player and (laughs) i was gonna say you have a dvd player i watch it on netflix like the whole season, the whole series is on Netflix. So I didn't really, I didn't let any of this show on my face. Like I, I didn't react. I was just like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Oh, season five is one of my favorites. Oh. Um, and I was like, I'm really going to enjoy this. He's like, I have, yeah, you could like watch it on your laptop. And I'm already like, my, my laptop doesn't even have a CD. CD-ROM. Thing. <laughs> this ejector or whatever like however you get it in tray a cd tray so then every day he started asking me like oh does it work on your computer and i'm like oh i forgot to i'll I'll look next time and then finally i had to tell him like oh no it doesn't he's like well okay i'll bring my dvd player over next time and i'll like i'll bring it down and install it and you're i'm like i don't i just i watched it on netflix so now i'm in this weird (laughs) this weird zone of dichotomy i am so somebody who if someone gets me a gift or does something kind for me even if it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense for me i will actually i'll ruin my life so that this person <laughs> never feels bad so neural <laughs> so neural i do not want to hurt this person's feelings you will buy a dvd player i probably am going to end up buying a dvd player that's the gist of the story i don't know how else i don't know why don't you go upstairs well i said that together i said that i was like well next time i come up there like if we do a puzzle or something i will i'll bring it up we can just we'll use your dvd player which by the way i'm pretty sure was my dvd player that i gave to them ages ago (laughs) so i'm like who needs this anymore here you guys have it no he's adamant the sweetest that i Oh, no. Oh, I thought it was going to be funny. Yeah, it is. No, it's it's so sweet. It's so funny. I feel like the Germans probably have a word for this where it's funny, but it makes you want to cry. That's how this makes me feel. (laughs) Because it is very, very sweet, but I'm also confused by it. I'm like, you know, like I've watched it on Netflix with you. So. my God. (laughs) Oh, bless. Bless. Thank you. Oh, yeah. sweetheart. He's, he can he can be a treasure. <laughs> that is so... Narelle's going to like drag out a DVD player from God knows where, girl. Probably get one while I'm thrifting. Yeah. Exactly. Just to avoid any hurt feeling. Oh, that is so cute. Oh, Narelle. What? As a big Swifty, you know, you're such a big Swifty. Okay. Are you right. excited? Are you excited her boyfriend's in the Super Bowl this weekend? Okay, first of all, <laughs> this is an inside joke between Sarah and I, because in my Spotify wrapped... Two years in a row. Two years <laughs> in a row on my Spotify wrapped, I was in the top something percent of T-Swift fans, which is funny because I think I listened <laughs> to her full album twice. 
in this last year. Mm-hmm. There was a couple songs that I definitely had like on a playlist, but no shade to her. I think she's a phenomenal artist and I respect her game and I do really, no uh, she's got some bangers, but I am continually surprised at how much Spotify seems to think that I am such a Swifty. Because Taylor is not Narelle's typical music choice at all. I don't, I, yeah, no, I would agree. But having said that, I do like a lot of different kind of music. And Indeed. I do fixate on songs. I'm a fixator. I, it's one of those, I have to listen to a song. If I really, really like it, then I have to almost kill it. I have to listen to it on repeat. Exactly. I don't think I've ever done that to a Taylor Swift song, but maybe I have. And um, yeah, anyways, I'm like top 1%, baby. So I should probably have an opinion on her. Yeah, you better get geared up. But I don't have an opinion. My opinion is that um, who, why do we care? (laughs) Do we? Is it? People are so mad about it. I know, they're so mad they show her face. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm not a football fan at all, but for some reason I really enjoy watching the Super Bowl. Really? Uh, Yeah. Wow. Usher is this year too. We'll see. Is it? I was going to say, is it for the halftime show? All of it. I don't know. I actually enjoy the game. You watch for the sport. Yeah. I don't know. Like football is not a thing. No, in Canada. Does Troy? Is Troy into it? No. Troy's not into football. You do it on your own? Well, we make an event out of it, kind of. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. That's less weird, Sarah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm kind of excited. I'm gearing up for it. All right. So like you like make food and yeah. snacks and yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's not that weird. I thought okay. you were like just watching it on your own for no, no reason. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I saw on the Twitters today? What? Jen Pedranti. Pet- Jen Pedranti from OC. You know, Yoga Jen. That's her last name? Yeah. Oh, okay. She got hit with a, a 133K lawsuit over alleged unpaid rent for a yoga studio. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, first of all, I thought you were going to say buy a car. Oh. I don't know why my head went there. Okay, <laughs> all right. So she doesn't pay her rent. Yeah, Ryan doesn't either. How do these people think this is not going to catch up with right? them? I know. It's a wild time. Wild Has she to been be to that. court or the case just came out? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no other facts. I just no, she's probably going to settle it. I would hope so. Ryan can sell some of his jackets and, oh you know, pay it up. Oh, my God. He'll probably <laughs> autograph them. Get them out oh, there. Oh, good God. Make a couple bucks. <sighs> yep. I could see Tamara that. Tamara yeah. on her podcast. Ta- Tamara talked to Teddy about Vicky. Shannon. Oh, I saw this. She said something Ooh. like she's a fucking liar or something, right? Yeah. I think this could be legit, this feud. Tamara mm. seemed very angry. A lot of backstabbing, allegedly, went on. And is Vicky going to yeah. be on the coming season at all? Or is I, she... She's not a housewife, apparently. From I know, I but she came and visited last yeah. year. Last season. Yeah. I mean, she'll be coming back seeing Shannon only. So right. Yeah. And wow. this whole feud started because Tamara liked a picture of Alexis Bolinos. It wasn't a picture of Alexis and what's his froggy face's name still, there? Still, still. John. Yeah. Right? John, John. Yeah, of course. I mean, I know. Tamara. Tamara. That's babe. not really a cool thing to do. No. Mm-mm. I would be pretty butthurt if you mm-hmm. liked somebody's post who was schlepping around with my ex that might rub me the wrong way as well i mean tamra likes to play all sides she's a very smart housewife sometimes so you know well she lost this side now i guess no more vicky (laughs) yeah so kind of excited to see oc now because of all of this well that's what makes me wonder (laughs) like i'm seeing a whole bunch more like there's articles about Heather coming out, Heather Dubrow. She's oh. like teasing um, that this is going to be like a crazy season. And when do, we don't know when it's starting though, do we? No, I think they just started filming, so it won't be for a while yet. It was a few weeks ago. I feel like it was at least a month ago they started filming. 
It, you know what? It could be. The time warp is real. Is anyone else in a time <laughs> warp? What month is it? Honestly. It's, <laughs> it's almost Valentine's Day. Oh, God. Yep. Good time. Oh, I'm going in on Monday to Cody's school to teach the kids how to decorate cookies. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. That'll be fun. It's going to be cute. I'm going to bring in little hearts and then they can decorate. And I thought one for them and then they can give the other to their Valentine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do all of the parents go in to teach them stuff or how does no, this work? No, I volunteer. I just offered. You were going to say you're the sweetest mom. No. That is so cute. No. What a we'll nice see. thing for them. And they get to bring I'll, the cookie home posted. and yeah, yeah. take pictures. <gasps> take I will. pictures and videos. If I'm a, I can't film other people's kids, so. But of the cookies, I bet you could. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do that. I will. I will do that. Aw. I bet Cody's so excited to have He's you He's so excited. Right? Like it's oh, almost really fun. sick how excited he is. Oh, but what? yeah. It's like my <laughs> mother is coming into my class. He sounds like a little He's Irish proud. man. My mother. My mother. He's so proud. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, my Monday. All right. I'm going to be excited for you. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. These kids should technically be paying you money because this is like a <laughs> master's course in baking. Well, I guess not baking, in decorating. I'm just going to say squirt it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you told me when I came over that one time and you had me do a cookie. Yes, you're like, it? just, it's fine. Just do it. And I'm like, Sarah, you're selling these i don't know what i'm doing you're like it's fine squirt it on just yeah (laughs) this is where norelle and i are very different i'm like just you know spread it around and i'm like no i I have to follow things to the t and make it all perfect (laughs) and i need to figure out how to do it perfectly i need a procedure it's like just just do it just fucking do it (laughs) that's why we're a good team it is it has come in handy especially on this podcast yeah, Put it that way. Uh, speaking of, what are we talking about today? All right. I think we're, let's start with Beverly Hills. It wasn't, you know, mind blowing. It wasn't too dramatic. It was a decent episode. I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I did. It was very emotional. Yeah. I think I liked the emotional aspect to it. Like everybody seemed to really embrace it. They did. They, they are coming together more. Um, Anna Marie yeah. is definitely just kind of there for me still. But <laughs> they are, the the main players are coming together more. And I liked that a lot. Same. It seemed like overall, the girls trip was probably a pretty bonding experience. Yeah. Erica, we got to talk about Erica later. Oh, I have some things to say. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Erica, let's do Ms. it. It's <laughs> Season 13, episode 16, Ashing It Out. Okay, so we start this episode by continuing with Sutton opening up to Kyle and crying about these three big losses in her life and what spreading Mercy's ashes really truly symbolizes for her. She says she was so angry for so long about the divorce and says, it consumes you and maybe that's what's been aside. It has been needing to come out. Hint, hint, Kyle. That was a hint. I know it was. Do you think so? Oh, for sure. Sutton is very intentional, I think. She's strategic. Yeah, actually, surprisingly strategic. Mm-hmm. She wants Kyle to open up about it. And I think yeah. maybe that's why this is all coming out. But who knows? And, you know, I appreciated Sutton saying, it's finally time for me to stand on my own and be alone. Yeah. Interestingly, though, I have always found Sutton to appear very independent. What about you? I think so, because we have been looking at her as being a single woman, and she's long divorced, living alone. All of those things have been a constant for her the entire time she's been on the show. Mm-hmm. However... I can understand and recognize now that in her mind, she never really felt that way because she's been holding on to things. And I can relate to that because I've done it myself. There is a freedom in letting go of your past in the way that she's about to do it. But there's also a fear and her fear of actually moving on and letting go. I found it very touching. Honestly, this was a really good episode for Sutton. And I believed the pain that she's feeling. I didn't feel that it was performative. And I often do. 
I, I agree. And just going back to what I said, like it, the intention behind it toward Kyle, I think it's almost she wanted Kyle to release just like she's been releasing. And yeah. that is where their friendship has kind of been heading this direction. And I think yeah. it may be working, you know, a little bit. Maybe. Tish. I mean, Kyle's starting to open up a little bit more in her confessionals. This is Mo. the first episode. So, so I'm excited. Really yeah. excited. Thank God. Okay, so they all jump in a sprinter van and they're on their way to spread Marissa's ashes and Trevor is with them. Did you notice he helped all of the women out of the van? Did he? He put his arm oh. out and helped. Oh my God, I he is Tristan. He's a very genuinely kind person. When he showed up and he was like, oh, my friends just loved getting to know you and we had such a good time. I thought that was so just generous and kind of him. Mm-hmm. And... I also noticed in the in the sprinter van, Erica was trying to show off like she was pretty much trying to out gay Trevor. Like, uh-huh. oh, this is what a bear is. This is what a bear cub is. Bears are big and fuzzy, gay, and they do this. And, and he's like, yep, yeah, no, she's right. She's right. <laughs> and it's funny because that is actually exactly what she did during the dinner. Yes. When she was talking about all exactly. of her like geographical political knowledge. She does do this. It is a pattern. Yeah, I never really realized that about her, but she loves to display her knowledge. Like, I underestimate Erica, and she probably knows people underestimate her, hence why she does this so much. It's a good side to her, though, when it's funny, but this was a bit showy. This was annoying when she did it. It was annoying. But he handled, Trevor handled it so well. He's like, he's a champ. He's a champ. I have to ask you. Why is Kyle leaning into this shopaholic role? I, I Is it meant to be funny? I don't know. Am I yes. horrible? I can't stand no. it. Stop it. I mean, I kind of chuckled when she's like, I just have to sit down. I'm not feeling well. I don't know why mm. she's leaning into being such a capitalistic consumer. Like, why is that funny? Uh, you're rich and you love to buy things yeah. and waste your money on a bunch of crap that you don't actually have any attachment to too i'm not sure it's just, it's like, just like a funny shtick new... yeah it's a shtick that she does it but it doesn't me. make sense because she's also like i want to go live in the woods away from everything this is why it annoys me it doesn't really align with this new version of kyle that she's putting out there so it's strange well i think the thing that's annoying is that i think the shopaholic is kyle is truly kyle the living in the woods by myself with nobody around me is the sh- like that's the yeah. the non-believable part to me mm-hmm. but so the women gather around and Sutton tells all of them the whole group you know I'm about to say goodbye to all three of the men in my life and this again Kyle jumps in and hugs Sutton and she's crying she's consoling her and tells her she loves her and then Garcelle does the same and this is just going back to what we've talked about the last few episodes is bond between Kyle and Sutton they have such a weird friendship but I feel strength in it like I don't with the others even Garcelle and I know we kind of differ on that but I feel like Kyle genuinely likes Sutton she's just being I don't know tainted See, my interpretation is that Kyle is a sucker for emotion, whether it's sadness or anger or happiness, she's drawn into it. And it could have been anybody standing there who was breaking down. I think Kyle would have gone forward and hugged that person. I didn't take it as Sutton specific. I took it as emotion specific. That's interesting. That's probably true. She would have done that if it was Dorit. She I think she would have done it if it was Anne-Marie. She would have done it if it was Garcelle. I I do think that Sutton definitely has more of a connection with Kyle than anybody else emotionally. Emotionally, I just think she's closer to Garcelle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We can can agree on that. So now it is the time. (laughs) Merce is no longer in the purse. He is in everyone's mouth <laughs> and in their <laughs> nostrils and their hair. Parts of Merce are still in that purse. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> why? 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 Poor Garcelle definitely got the worst of it, but Erica killed me. I don't know this man. I don't want to taste this man don't either. Taste it. 
<laughs> why? Why would you throw a bunch of ashes off of a cliff over the ocean? In a wind. There's always going to be wind in that situation. Always. You're on a cliff. But there's never on a cliff over the ocean. I can't. I can't. They were all screaming or like. She didn't even go scream. low. No. She didn't even go low. She threw it right up. She's like, I think I gotta go. I think I just gotta throw it out there. And I'm like, no. It was so perfectly comical and humorous. And it we needed it because it was so intense. I and loved I loved it. how Sutton was like, Merce is such a good jumper. He was always a good jumper. He just jumped right over me. And I loved how she took it in stride too and laughed about it. I think if it was me and I had done that, I would have burst into tears (laughs) and tried to like gather up the ashes. Like, oh my God, no, I don't want, I don't want Merce to be on the walkway. Like, come here, Garcelle, like dust her off and try to throw her back into the air. I have like inappropriate laughter syndrome and I would have (laughs) probably died myself right there. Laughing so hard. I can't. It was so good. And I loved how everybody embraced this moment after with the flowers. Yeah. And really just got into it. And there was, right? Like people were emotional. I wrote them all down. So I just wanted to, like, a very brief thing because it was super interesting to hear everyone's different things they want to let go of. And Garcelle's was loneliness. And abandonment issues, not having a dad in her life. She was so emotional. And I think she was the perfect person to start this off because she was so vulnerable. And then everyone... She set the tone. She did. Everyone really took note. I think they felt like they were able to be vulnerable because Garcelle started it off. Yeah. She's so good for that. And she is just... I, I really am enjoying Garcelle a lot more this second half of the season. Uh, Crystal, she says she wants to let go of her brother and starting his own life and the fear that comes along with that and the sadness. Anna Marie says she has a lot of work to do to feel like she's in a peaceful place. Dorit really is going to try or wants to try to let go some of her PTSD. And then there's Erica, baby. Let me do Kyle first. Okay. (laughs) Because you got to save Erica for last. Even though she wasn't, and it's kind of unfortunate she wasn't, because then Kyle had to go up after her, and I'm like, oh boy. How do you follow that? How how do you follow Erica? Kyle, um, hers was very sad, too. She wants to try to let go of the guilt of thinking she could have done something different for Lorraine, her sister, and the group. Back to Erica. I'm here to let go of all of the hurt in the last two and a half years that you have contributed to. (laughs) Ah, uh, uh, I didn't love this. I thought it was very abrupt. I understand. Okay, I don't understand Erica's point because I think it's bullshit. But I didn't love the moment that she chose to bring it up either. Bring it up at a dinner, bring it up in the sprinter van, whatever. Not this point where everybody's burying their soul. And then also the way she hucked those flowers oh off the God. cliff. She's not letting anything go. Oh, that was not. She's not letting it go. No, that was her putting everybody on notice. Yes. She's kind of unraveling about this. She really feels like she deserves an apology. And, you know, there's so much going on with Erica right now that I see a lightness to her, but I also see a darkness, the same kind of darkness we saw last season. Yeah. And like later on, Anna Marie brought up to Erica, you know, the things you said you wanted to let go in your life. Like, what was that all about? Because it was cryptic. Like, okay, Anna Marie, relax. Okay, first of all, I'm pretty sure Erica slipped her a 20 to say that at the dinner table. Because that was just a little bit too perfect. Like, what were you talking about? Because I wasn't involved and I don't know anything. Yeah, fucking right, Anne-Marie. You watched the show. You absolutely watched the show. You know exactly what it was about. So personally, I'm getting a little sick of Erica expecting everybody to bow down and kiss the ring. Because, or especially because it didn't really go in her favor at all. The court case that she's talking about and what she keeps referencing. Yeah. So what? what she's referring to in this court case actually proved that the earrings were bought with funds <gasps> meant for a diabetes organization. Shut so, the fuck up. Yes. 
Listen, this is from a post that the Bravo docket made on Instagram. I'm going to read it out. Okay. And all of this information that I'm about to give to you comes right from the case that Erica is referencing in this episode. So this is the new case. Bring up the pictures. In December 2020, Girardi and Girardi Keese were forced into involuntary bankruptcy, and the bankruptcy trustee discovered a suspicious withdrawal from a client trust account that was supposed to go to diabetes patients for a lawsuit over a diabetes drug. Specifically, Girardi wrote a check from the client trust account for the diabetes patients for $750,000 payable to M&M Jeweler on March 2nd, 2007. After figuring out that the earrings were purchased with client money from the trust account, the bankruptcy trustee asked Erica to turn them over to the bankruptcy estate. Erica refused. The bankruptcy trustee filed a motion for the earrings to be turned over, and the bankruptcy judge granted the motion, and then Erica filed an appeal. She actually made two arguments during this appeal. The first one, she lost the first argument. The second argument, though, was that she argued... Because the bankruptcy court failed to prove that the earrings were the property of the bankruptcy estate, that she shouldn't have to return them. So this is important because the bankruptcy court only has the authority over property belonging to Tom Girardi or Girardi Keys, his partner. So if the earrings were purchased entirely with money that never belonged to Girardi or Girardi Keys, a.k.a. they used money that they absconded from some diabetes patients to pay for these earrings, they don't have to be paid back because this is only a court case involving the bankruptcy funds and like Mm -hmm. the bankruptcy. So Erica appealing and winning the earrings because it was actually proven it wasn't paid for by um, Girardi's money. It was actually paid for by the Diabetes Foundation money or whatever oh, you want to call the organization. Boy. Okay. Is not the win she fucking thinks it is. My God. So the question for me then becomes like, is Erica just so stupid that she doesn't realize that she actually thinks she has won something here? This is the question. Or is she flat out lying? I mean, I cannot imagine bragging about that if you knew. If you knew. I can't imagine a lawyer not explaining it to her fully. Totally. There, there has to be some sort of misunderstanding here. Like it was her lawyer that made the argument on Erica's behalf saying yes. you can't touch the earrings because they weren't paid for by Girardi. They were paid for by the diabetes people. Jeez, That's like, not part of the bankruptcy claim. Why would you want these guys... This is what she's getting so upset about. I can't. That nobody she... is bowing down and kissing her. This oh, is yeah. Erica hasn't changed. She has no. not changed. Yeah. She has a much better facade. She has a much better... Um, Doing some healing. More palatable, you know, outward appearance. We're all drinking it in. She's funny when she's mm-hmm. drunk. We're, we're sure enjoying her softer side. But she hasn't changed at all. The first opportunity that she got to say, like, look, I've won a court case. When you actually examine the court case, you look worse. You're terrible. I don't know how or why she would want those fucking earrings if she knew this. This is where... To prove a point at this point. Yeah, I think it is. I think her stubbornness about it, she's got blinders on. She's so focused on all these buzzwords, like, I've been mischaracterized and misunderstood. Well... Actually, kind of not really, babe. Okay. No. As Garcelle said so poignantly, all we wanted from Erica was to see some empathy. Yes, yeah. bingo. There's no empathy in this. She wouldn't bring it up if there were empathy. She'd be too humiliated, too mortified, too saddened. She she wants to win this. And not only that, I think the point that Garcelle made was so good because not only did we want her to bring it up my interpretation was that Garcelle was saying we were giving her the opportunity to show empathy we could have just moved on and pretended like it didn't happen we could have just not said anything and just swept it under the carpet but that would have made Erica look worse Mm -hmm. we wanted to talk to Erica about it we wanted her to show empathy we wanted her to show compassion she fucking didn't and now she has the audacity to come back And say, I won this court case. 
while not actually revealing the true details of the court case. And she's asking them to all kiss the ring, basically. Mm -hmm. And you can see it on their faces. They're not buying it. They're not mentioning it. We see a preview of next week, I'm guessing, where I I guess Erica's going to confront Garcelle and Garcelle's going to stick true because Garcelle always does that. She's going to stick true to what she said. And it looks like Erica breaks down into tears over it. Well... I think. Anyways, it might be about That's, something completely yeah, different. Okay. It's the beauty of editing, but it, we shall see. Fair. But I am excited to see that because I need Eric to come to like a, a Hail Mary. She needs to have a Hail Mary moment. She can't keep going on like this and expect to have public favor. People show up to her shows. Everyone to just blindly forgive her. You can't fool people. Like, you got Erica. a fucking spinoff. I'm shocked You're still by on it. the show. Apologizing. What else do you want? I know. You're not thrown out. You should have been, probably, right? You're not in prison. What else does she want? Yeah, it's good, good question. She needs that approval, just like I think they all do, because they're so egocentric, right? Yeah. Let's move on from that, because, well, we'll see more next week, and I'm sure we'll have lots more to say about it. But, oh boy, Erica. Just when I was starting to like you. Just when you were going to be my vacation buddy. Okay. So we finally see Kyle admitting to us that she isn't sure if her marriage will survive. But she isn't ready to share with the group. Which is interesting. It kind of goes back to that Sutton relationship. I'm curious who she admits this to first. Very curious. I hope we find out. So the ladies see the professional dancers up on the stage. Because they're going to do their flamenco dancing. Oh my God, that orange outfit. Like it was, I thought she looked great, but. I wouldn't have even really noticed no. that it was that different. Freaking love that Dorit was kind of the loudest one where she was like, oh my God, I cannot believe Kyle thought nobody was going to notice. And I'm like, bitch, you were in that room with her when she was packing Ex- and you were laughing at all of her red dresses. Right? How about you lead with that? How about you say, oh, I saw all her red dresses. They were crap. I told her to bring this orange one. (laughs) So they're watching these professional dancers up on the stage and they're starting to kind of freak out a little bit. And suddenly Dorit exclaims like, I I don't think I'm going to be able to dance in my shoes for like 18. No, she's like, this is not me chickening out. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm going to chicken out. Dude, those shoes were so inappropriate for this event, period. But Erica was not going to let her. She's like, oh, yeah, just take them off. Get up on that stage. Stomp it out. Yeah. Take those shoes off and get it in. <laughs> I love it. Good. Don't let Dorit off the hook. She's yeah. She needs a little pressure in her life. Do you know what this reminded me of? What? <laughs> Your oh, wedding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the moment. Because what's it called? I don't think there's a name for it. When you when your bridal party walks out and like does a dance, mm-hmm. it's not not the ceremony. Like you didn't do a no, flash mob or whatever for your ceremony, but like after the ceremony was over, when we were coming in to dinner and they like announce everybody and we walk in, we all had to do a little dance. <laughs> and I had those feelings before that they're all talking about. Like we all had to do shots before, yeah, uh, walking out there because they were like filming it. Oh and yeah. People still talk about that, though. We had to all orchestrate a little dance, and then we were standing in a line, and we had to do a dance on stage, right? <laughs> I think just entering in, like an entrance. It wasn't on a stage. No, I remember. There was no stage Well, there. at the front where the table, where your Oh, yes. It was, was definitely like front and center. And then we all stood in front. I've got pictures of us, and then I think we just had like a some little thing we did with like a maybe feather our boas. boa and silly props. Feather boa. Yeah. And it ended up being so fun and we all had such a blast doing it. And I think that these women had the same experience where they probably got off the stage and they're like, that was so fun. But it's the lead up to it that is so scary. We were all petrified. (laughs) At stage, right? But But people still talk about that for my wedding. They're like, that was the best. It, it was. was so it fun. Like I look back at videos of it and it was such a blast, but it's the the fear beforehand. Oh yeah. Like, Dorit had the fear. Kyle had the fear. Yeah. But they did it. They were good sports about it, even though they were all pretty bad. <laughs> even Erica. Okay, guys. <laughs> I didn't know they were gonna have that woman there who was like showing them how to do no, it. I'm like exactly. Well, what's the big deal? 
So it's the end of the episode and Kyle and Dorit get together and they talk about the moster, as Dorit calls him, mm. which was weird. So apparently, you know, Kyle says they've been doing therapy and Dorit, she's very concerned about Kyle. So she says, you know, one of my best friends is disconnected as possible, is as disconnected as possible. And Kyle explains, you know, traveling, work schedules, keeping the peace, all of this is affecting our marriage greatly. And Dorit obviously relates to the travel. Kyle says, and I think this is it. This is really the thing. The agency is getting all of his energy. She supported him from day one when he had nothing. So if there's no effort put into their relationship, they will never survive it. I'm glad she's starting to speak on it. I am too. And I th- I think, I believed it was genuine. Same. Which is crazy because I, for honestly, the entire time this has happened up until this point, I didn't believe any of it. No. I think I've always believed that her and Mo were having problems, but maybe not like I what was behind it or whatever. But I did believe Kyle in this moment. And I think that's a legitimate problem yeah. because... Mo has made the agency his entire life and Kyle is at a, a point in her life now where she needs more support from her husband and he's giving her less. So it really makes sense. And if she was my friend, I would support her in this. And I would say, like, I think you're doing the right thing by mm-hmm. making yourself number one. And if Mo doesn't fall into line, so to speak, and get on board with the marriage taking precedence over everything else, then kick him to the curb. Yeah. Go get yourself some Morgan. Oh, <laughs> uh, and well, yeah, that's the end of Beverly Hills, and it was good. It's always consistently good. Yeah, I thought it was a solid. Well, solid. I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I've I've really right. enjoyed this season. I so I am much more than last season. Oh, so I'll give it that. Much. Well, let's uh, let's get started with Miami. Yes, Miami, baby. Real Housewives of Miami, Season 4, Episode 15, Get Me Off of This Gondola. So, I don't know why, but I was I was surprised that we were still on the boat. I was not emotionally prepared to still be on the boat. Same. I knew. I knew last week ended we were still on the boat, but I don't know why. I, did, I thought, yep. So, they're pulled over <laughs> and they're docked on dead baby doll island for the ladies to stop and have a toilet stop a pit stop go oh, whoever has to go to the bathroom can go to the bathroom i personally would be exploring that island top to bottom i would <laughs> you so would yes. i would want to see every single corner looks like there were men positioned in places that you could go and talk to and they would give you information i don't know who that guy was that adriana no. was talking to what whose bathroom must, was this was that his island well i guess Maybe the business pays Museum the island type of guy thing. to use their bathroom. <laughs> I don't know. And we get confirmation as well, which I thought this was very important because this links us back to Erica Jane. Adriana Ooh. can smell evil. Erica Jane can <laughs> smell ghosts. And we have confirmation that it smells like cat piss. So I don't know what this is good for, but we all need to file this away. I ha- I did file it. I took a mental note of that and yep. I will never it's forget important. it. No, yeah. so if I ever smell cat piss now and I'm like alone in <gasps> an alley, I'll just be like, oh my God, I'm in downtown Vancouver and it smells like cat piss. <laughs> I do love that they almost left without Adriana. I know. <laughs> At that point, though, when everybody is hysterically crying. Oh my God. I might have. I yeah. Might have. I think, who was it? Marisol's like, oh, we're forgetting Adriana because Lars is like, just go, hurry, hurry. No, I think it was Lars, though. He was like, Adriana, let's go. We're going to leave without you. Like, Julie was struggling so hard to be compassionate and not disrespectful in this moment, but she burst out crying. And it's almost as if her hysterical crying was, like, contagious because Gertie started breaking down immediately. She's like, oh, oh, oh my God. Everybody's crying. There's makeup Alexia, running. So- People are screaming. <laughs> Alexia's I'm sobbing. All I'm so seeing tragic. is flashes of this poor gondola man. Yeah. And he's like, his face. David, he needs to move. Regretting his life. He's like, uh, if I were him, I honestly probably would have just like leapt off the boat and just swam for shore. 
just left all these bitches behind. Because, I mean, this is only minutes after the dog food incident oh, as I, well. The emotions were high, but my thought is they were wasted. They had to be. Yeah. Uh, well, you would imagine for this level of I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it is so tragic and terrible and all of those things. But when I saw Alexia holding, cuddling Julia's head in her arms, crying, <laughs> no, we have to leave. It was the most insane thing. I just, and Gertie. Gertie, oh, I guess it, you know, it's just too much and then it it always does come down yeah. to dehydration on these trips always has crystal really hit gertie in a hard way and she's starting to get nauseous and nicole points out to everybody like you know when you've got that feeling like you just need silence like stop talking so the whole group collectively decides like okay we're all going to be silent like just let gertie go she's she's feeling sick she's not feeling well Mm-mm. cue the mariachi band <laughs> This fucking boat rose up with a mariachi band. I love a good mariachi band. Sarah. Oh my God. (laughs) In this moment, I felt so bad laughing at these women puking their guts up, crying hysterically, (laughs) screaming, I'm dead on the floor. Alexia killed me. They have to go. Tell them right now. David, tell them. Go, go. I think I'm pretty sure it was Dr. Nicole. Nicole was like, guys. You guys, the mariachi have got to go. <laughs> They're panicked. Okay. That yes. was pure drunken panic. panic hysterics. Well, imagine being on that boat. I would have oh, had a straight up panic attack. Get me off the boat. I would have sure. been panicking. But Lisa was unbothered, babe. She oh, was Lisa very... was taking selfies. Lisa was filming herself with the mariachi band, telling them how talented they were. Lisa gives no fucks. I honestly felt so bad for these people, and I don't mean the housewives. I meant the mariachi band and the people who own this business, Truly? who probably really thought this was going to be a great experience <laughs> and was the worst day of their lives. <laughs> We're famous. Nope. Oh, for all the wrong reasons. More happened on this boat than has happened the entire season of Potomac. 100%. (laughs) This boat has given us more than anybody in Potomac the entire season. Honestly, just stick them on a boat. Maybe this will do the trick. This specific boat. I think it has to be this Mm. specific boat with with the doll island and everything. (laughs) Karen... Karen and Doll Island would kill Yes. Me. Oh, my God. Imagine her going around talking to the guy, hearing about how, like, the dolls, their eyes changed color. I can just see Karen's face. So they go back. They dock the gondola or whatever, and everybody's leaving and rushing to get Gertie off the boat, except for Lisa, who lost her lip gloss. And so everybody's, like, rushing to go get Gertie help. And Lisa's like, have you guys seen my lip gloss? And she's just nonchalantly looking around, totally unfazed. I hate no cares, Lisa, but I love her. Ah, she's she's pretty bad. She's pretty bad. She's she is she is she worse than Larsa? Starting to think so after this episode too, because it was another good Larsa epi. Oh, don't don't you (laughs) worry, Sarah. I've made a point about that. (gasps) So ten minutes later, an ambulance arrives to help Gertie. She gets a drip. She's quickly feeling a lot better. Um, Nicole gets Russell on the FaceTime. They have a nice yeah. little moment there. It was really nice. I just wanted to quickly point out as well that this is a really good example of how an anesthesiologist behaves <laughs> when somebody gets sick on a girl's trip. Do you notice that she didn't say that Gertie was going to stroke out or have a heart I, attack I, or die at any time? She was just really comforting and sweet, soothing. gentle. Yep. Let's call your yeah. husband. You're mm-hmm. going to be great. I need to point out to you one thing, though. As Gertie was being rolled onto this ambulance in the middle of fucking Mexico City, Lisa walks onto the bus and Lars is there and Lars goes, oh, my God. And Lisa goes, what? And Lisa says, I am exhausted. (laughs) No, she didn't. (laughs) Stop it. And then Larsa gets on her phone and probably calls Marcus. It's like, she's in an ambulance. Oh my God. And Lisa's like, why is my lip gloss? 
Like, at least no, Larsa so is bad. talking about Gertie. Exactly. Oh. It's bad. It's real bad It's bad Lisa. when someone's behavior makes Larsa look good. Okay, Lisa? <laughs> like, you need to take that to heart. So now it's the next day, and it's day three in Mexico City. It's time for the concert. Finally. So excited to see Adriana on stage. So everyone's getting ready. I thought Nicole was a real one showing up to Gertie's room and encouraging her to drink some water. Hello? Gertie was like so pumped. Hi. Surprisingly she was, pumped. She was <laughs> well, I was going to say she was like jacked. She was like, let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. So grateful, I think, just to be feeling good. So they all meet in the lobby after that to get ready to go to the show. And Julia has brought some signs for everybody. <laughs> And she spelled Adriana's uh, uh, name wrong. This is so classic Julia to me. Okay. Now, Sarah, to me. imagine you are on stage <laughs> in front of 200,000 people and me, I come up to the show and I'm holding up a sign Viva. and it says like, Viva Sarah, but I forgot the H <laughs> on the end of your name. What would you... I oh, would probably... Right? I yeah. would... Uh, that's enough for me to wreck the whole show by but accident. But it's Julia. But it's Julia. She can't, it, I, every she's time like, I saw it, Viva Adriana. E-A. And she pulls up her phone. She's like, no, it is. It's A-D-R-E. And the producer's like, no, babe, it's an I. And you know she looked it up in her phone to figure out how to spell it again. Yeah. I don't, yeah try I was, Google. Yep. Okay. Yeah, maybe Google. Google yeah. next time, Julia. I was so obsessed with all of their outfits obsessed i think they, miami has the best fashion oh my god they all looked so incredible the rainbowy silver each one so unique too yes 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 oh yeah. it's so good so them individual adriana takes to the stage and so not only is she not lip-syncing she's <laughs> she's barely even singing along to the track <laughs> that is playing over her I know. Marisol actually made me laugh here. She's like, uh, what did she say? What is happening here? Like, she's not lip syncing. Is she lip syncing? Is, is she, she lip syncing? Yeah. <laughs> is that her voice? I don't understand. But she yeah. didn't care. Adriana did nope. not care. This is kind of how I thought it was going to go. And I think it's probably how Adriana thought it was going to go. And it's how the women thought it was going to go. And they all looked like they had a blast and they, you know, congratulated so her and they're very supportive. Yeah. I, that's Larsa. what I love about this franchise so, so much. They are so supportive, even though they fight. You know. So they go back to the hotel after this to get ready all over again, which I thought was Insane. weird, a bit yeah. excessive. Like, well, you, guys you guys looked look great, great, but yeah. you're going to look great again. Um, they all meet up again for drinks before heading to the party. And Lisa is not letting things drop. About what happened with Kiki. We've no. seen it. She threw out a couple digs already at the concert. And now when Kiki walks up, she makes some comments about like, oh, just, just make sure you don't throw a juice box at me. And Kiki has enough. She's like, she's had enough. And I am like, I don't blame you whatsoever. I'm hating myself sick over this. But Lars's confessional here is what really <laughs> made me I admit know. to myself that this is Episode two now of Larsa actually being an okay person because she's saying flat out, Lisa needs to apologize for what she did to Kiki. Lisa was the aggressor in the situation and hell has frozen over. Guys, mark it down. Narelle <laughs> is saying something good about Larsa. There is no way she's going to go for episode three. Well. I will. I, I'm no, there's no way. We need a villain and maybe it's Lisa's villain era. It certainly is. Mm. I'm throwing my juice boxes at me. Like, you're so petty. So passive aggressive. So passive aggressive. So aggressive, even. It is. I just, I don't see how she can even construe that as like, I was just joking. Right? I was just trying to make light of it. Yeah. yeah. Make, That's make light of your own behavior. Bullshit. It is absolute bullshit. And I want to know what your thoughts are on Julia. Oh. Stirring the shit. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me about the free kisses. Oh. <laughs> I can't with that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, like the way that she came out, because Kiki Whoa. stays inside with Larsa and she's like venting to Larsa. And 
Julia comes out after having eavesdropped on it mm-hmm. and reveals to Lisa everything that Kiki has just said. What are your thoughts on this? I I like it, honestly, for the show. It's very not typical Julia behavior, though. So it is throwing yeah, me. I thought it and was I, interesting. I did, too. and But at first, she was kind of siding with Lisa. But then later on, she kind of goes against Lisa, but doesn't because she says she's just telling her in the face of honesty, but she's actually really shit slamming her. So I don't know where Julia stands. And that's what bothers me about it because she doesn't really have a side. I think this might have been her first attempt at stirring the shit so obviously. And she started out strong and Mm -hmm. then she kind of fumbled and then she picked it up again and then she fumbled and I was uncomfortable yeah. with how direct <laughs> so of a direct. shit stir it was yeah like when they get to the party Downstairs, later and yeah. everyone's having a blast except for lisa oh 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 my god the comment she made where she was like i was open to receiving an <gasps> apology from kiki guys kiki called me entitled and then didn't give me the apology that i felt entitled to do you hear yourself you are the most entitled person Maybe across all of the franchises, and you're getting mad at somebody Probably. for calling you entitled. Yeah, I, I would say she's up there, she, and she's so ignorant, delusional. I don't yeah, know all time. of the things. It's almost unbelievable, to be honest with you. It is hard to believe that anybody could be that way. She but is, I believe though. that she is. <laughs> I do. Like, it's genuine. And yeah. Kiki nails it later. When she says, you were just so self-obsessed. Oh, I think Kiki handled the situation really, really well. So this is where Nicole comes up to Lisa and she's relaying. Now she's not just talking about Kiki. She says the entire group feels (laughs) like you are. Did I write this down? I didn't write it down, but basically like we're all sick of supporting you. Oh, the entire group is uh, sick of your shit. It's basically the vibe. We've had a lot of empathy for you for the last year. And I just had this moment of laughter when you see it flashes over to Nicole and Gertie who are like kind of in front eavesdropping. (laughs) And like Nicole starts talking to Gertie through her tooth. She's like, oh my God, Gertie, she is just telling her everything right now. That's us. That is exactly what I thought we would do (laughs) in that situation. Oh my God. She's telling She's telling Lisa finally that we're sick of her no. shit. No. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Are you, let's Listen, get out of here. Stop. Go closer. Yeah. Yeah. So Lisa is really upset and she wants to go because of this. And <gasps> everybody feels as if they should go with her. Of course they do. I would understand if it was like a get into a sprinter van and go back to the hotel thing, but it's right upstairs. Let her go by herself if she's going to pull this kind of shit. I would have as well. Bye. I can't. I can't with this type of behavior. No, me either. But everybody goes back to the hotel to talk it out. And this might be the only time I've ever seen Larsa actually stand behind something she said in private. She's usually the person who will like stir shit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes time to confront somebody, she stays silent. But this time she <laughs> actually said to Lisa's face, all of the words she said before, which is that what you did to Kiki was messed up. Yeah. And I loved it. Honestly, I loved Larsa saying it because as I said last week, I think Larsa is the only one who can say it to Lisa for it to have any effect to settle in that brain. Sorry, you guys. My cat's losing his mind right now. So if you hear any meowing, (laughs) he's just, he's hungry. I just thought that Kiki dealt with this in such a brilliant way here. She didn't, first of all, like lay into Lisa's behavior right away. She said very tearfully that she has this whole life outside of Lisa, this whole list of things that Kiki's going through. She has children that she's responsible for that Lisa doesn't even know their names. Yeah. She's never asked Kiki the names of her children. And powerful, yet, powerful stuff. All Lisa is doing is bringing her problems with Lenny to the table over and over again as if they're life threatening. Loved it. Mac, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> You're ruining the podcast, buddy. He just adds to it. 
So I think it was the tearful way. I almost thought it got through to Lisa. I almost, almost thought Lisa was really feeling it, you know, that she was having a change of heart. And then she made some comment about like, I just can't, I feel like I can't say anything mm-hmm. because it's just going to be like used against me. It'll be taken the wrong There's, way. Yeah. Things kind of escalated really terribly from there to the point of Lisa saying, I cannot fix your childhood trauma. I'm not your fucking therapist. Which, um, you know, Kiki didn't didn't take that very well. Uh, No. Yeah, no, Lisa, you have lost me girl okay you've lost me yeah you are totally dumping all of your problems on these women expect them to drop everything you don't ask them any questions don't care about what's going on in their life all you care about is how they can support you and i'm with kiki karma is a bitch okay and the audacity of this woman to look kiki in the eye and say i'm not your fucking therapist when the entire group has just spent the past year being her specific unpaid therapist. Bananas. Bananas. Absolute bananas. Like, I kind of had a thought, and it's a terrible thought, but I'm like... Ooh, share. Maybe now I know why Lenny is Lennying so much. Okay? It's... Yeah, you know it's really bad when... Lisa's behavior is making me feel empathy for <laughs> Lenny being in a marriage with her. That's for real, bad. Though. That's real bad. That's like Lisa. I don't think there's any coming back from this bad. No, it's going to take a lot. She needs to have way more therapy, I think, if she isn't. Because. Well, I was, I was going to say, I think she needs to have some therapy. Is she having any? No, that's I don't think she is because she even referred to Jody as her therapist. Like if she referred to Jody as her therapist, what are the, and these women aren't, imagine yep. what Jody's getting. Yep. I can't yep. for that guy. I feel. I can't either. Can't even process that. She is obsessed. He's some kind of tortured victim. Yes. Really? Like. She's, she's obsessed. That was like three episodes in one. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully nobody's going to hear this level of meowing other than me, but my <laughs> microphone's pretty sensitive. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a bad Miami episode. I don't think we're ever going to see. Not this season. I swear to God. I'm so sorry. Mac is Mac. so bad. No, Mac's a fan too. He's all about Miami. For reals. Obviously, you can hear how much he hates Lisa. He's just like, (laughs) fuck that bitch. (laughs) Good for you, Mac. Oh, God. Okay, guys. I got to go feed my cat. Yeah. So. Okay. This was so fun. (laughs) Thank you, Narbar. Oh, it was so fun. I had a blast. I I always have a blast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Have a great Super Bowl weekend, everyone. Are we cheering for Taylor Swift's boyfriend? I am. I don't know who you are anymore. Just because he's so cute. He is cute. Yeah, but I didn't. You're a Super Bowl fan. I just, I'm going to have to do some filings. I'm refiling of you in my brain. Well, I jump on bandwagons like no other. Maybe. Do, all right. So well, this is right up my alley. I'm just learning now that you like it. I don't know. It's, You've hidden it. We don't talk You've about it. Because you know I'm not receptive <laughs> to sports. <laughs> I used to love hockey. I hate hockey now. I don't oh, watch. Yeah. That's weird. So you switched But I over. love soccer. I love watching soccer. And I love watching the Super Bowl. But not And some football, like playoff just, games. Okay. Well. No. So like I watched the playoff games last week or two weeks ago. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what's football? happening. But yeah. Football playoffs? Huh? They have playoffs yeah. too. Okay. So it's like hockey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. Well, I hope that you anyway, enjoy. Go sports. <laughs> go sports. Uh, have a great Super Bowl weekend yourself, Sarah. I hope that. Thanks, babes. You great, too. Great. Let me know what happens with my bestie, Taylor. Oh, I will. Keep me posted on my <laughs> Swifty. But yeah, make sure you head on over to our recap of Vanderpump Rules if you guys follow the show, because um, I posted that yesterday. Yes. We always have a good time with Vanderpump. It's definitely a lot to unpack over there. But okay, buddy, I'm coming. Thank I'm you guys coming. so much. Thanks to all of our new listeners. We yes. love all of you guys. Seriously, for real. 
That sentence is so insincere, well, but I swear it wasn't. No, I can attest to the fact that it's a real sentiment. We love <laughs> all of you wholeheartedly. But until next time, guys, stay truthful. But not hopeless. Like us and share us and please Love us follow. Back. No, wait. What was follow, the other one? Review. Follow, like, review. We need the reviews. No, but for real, actually. We need some more written reviews. I mean, it would be fantastic, but good ones, okay? Haters, yeah. get out of here. They're I way mean, gone. You can all leave. Gone. You can leave a bad one if you want to, but mm. it would really. No. I mean. No. No. Yeah. No. Too let's, far. Don't do it. Let's not put that out there. Okay. Forget that shit. Good or nothing. Good or we'll kill you. Nope, that was too far too. Oh my God, let's just end this. Okay, bye.